Hi, it's Marie and Brittany from The Property Management Show, brought to you by Four and Half, a marketing agency that creates and implements lead generating plans for property management companies. Since 2012, we've been helping property management companies create owner marketing plans. That's anything from uh, conversion-driven web design, reputation management, creating content to attract and nurture leads, online ads, you name it. For more information, visit fourandhalf.com. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. Brittany and I are interviewing Kathleen Richards today. Now, you may know her as the property management coach and also as the owner of PM Made Easy. She'll talk to us about how to start running a profitable property management business and also why property management in itself is not exactly like a sprint, but more like a marathon. This episode is sponsored by PM Grow Summit, the most forward-thinking property management conference. In fact, some past attendees have even likened it to a TED conference for property managers. Join us in San Diego from February 28th to March 2nd, 2022. Visit pmgrowsummit.com to learn more and register. Well, Kathleen, you've been on the podcast several times now, so welcome back. Um, Thank you. For the new and returning listeners, though, could you just, for people that might not know you, give us a little background of who we are um, and or who you are and why you're joining us today? Yes. So um, I've been a member of NARPUM since 2005. I'm former broker owner of a property management company in Santa Cruz. Um, that I owned for over 13 years. And that was a two-time award-winning company. And then I also was very proud to have the CRMC designation from NARPM. Um, and then I am also the owner of PMADZ, which is a company that provides operational documents and forms and things to professional property managers. And that company's been around since 2002. Um, and in 2015, I went back to school and became a certified um, business coach. And I chose to focus my niche on the property management industry. And I founded the property management coach. And so since that time, I've been coaching. It's up to over 450 property managers, business owners um, on how to be more efficient with their property management business, how to become profitable. And out of that, what's developed is a niche um, that I didn't really expect, but a lot of people come to me specifically for coaching around how to start a property management company, whether it's a seasoned professional or a realtor that's expanding into property management or a newbie that, that bought a franchise and is looking, you know, needs help with the coaching side because they don't have the experience. So that is kind of an area that I've been working in specifically um, since 2015. And um, so that's a little bit about me. Exciting. So Kathleen, we always love having you on um, our podcast. And in the past, we've talked about your coaching. Um, and in a previous conversation, you've mentioned that um, one thing you emphasize is the importance of making sure that um, your company, your property management company is running smoothly um, and the value of bringing consistent 
profits all year year round. Um, can you kind of give our audience um, an idea of what it takes to do something like that when you're starting out a business or you kind of like have so many things to take care of? Um, I think the biggest thing that I see in my coaching, and I know just for myself, you know, thinking back to when I was first doing it professionally, um, it really comes down to time management and having systems in place and really thinking about trying to create a business that's like a plug and play model, right? Because so much of what we do in property management is extremely repetitive. I mean, we do the same things again and again and again. And the reason people don't make progress with their business goals is because they're they're just reacting to things all the time. They're putting out fires. They're not able to um, really be proactive in how they are putting their systems in place so that they're automating it a little bit more. You're not having to think and type that letter new each and every single time. You have mm -hmm. templates. And so that's why I like to say like a plug and play model. Um, you know, and I, I think for the profitability side of things, what ends up happening because people are reacting to things, you get that broker, for example, says, oh, I need to raise my management fees or oh, I need to introduce new fees or oh, I need to update the property management agreements. Those are really big, important things, but they never get to it. And so as a result, it's hard for them to increase their profitability down the road. Um, and then because they are so busy, they may spend money, for example, on marketing, but then they don't even return phone calls. And so they're essentially throwing away that that marketing money and then they'll say, well, it doesn't work for me. So it, for me, the two things that really boils down to your time management and having systems in place so that you can be efficient with that time. And doing that before you get to a point where you have no time, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, from day one, even if you are starting your business and you have no clients yet, that doesn't mean that you can't already have your forms in place for how you're going to onboard owners and tenants and your application, your criteria stuff. You're, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's not the sexy stuff, but you need to have a business foundation for operating your business before you even open your doors. And, and all too often what happens with newbies, especially if it's somebody in real estate or they've done sales, um, their client says to them, hey, would you manage the property? And they're like, oh, sure. And then they take it on. And then before right. you know it, they're managing a bunch of properties and they're just shooting from the hip. They literally don't have a process for anything. And so at a certain point, um, the frustration sets in because you're working so hard, you're not earning any money. Well, because you're spinning your wheels all the time. So that's why I say for me that the, the two big levers to profitability, to having the life that you want, um, basically is you've, you've got to have some time management things, of, you know, batching your time, how you do things, when you go on appointments, that sort of stuff. And being able to then have the systems to support you kind of in doing that. Because you'll hit a wall and you won't be able to grow beyond your 25 doors that you manage or whatever it is, especially if you're also doing sales. There's just no way you can do that. Yeah. And with what you're saying, I can I can almost imagine the mindset, right, of saying, oh, I don't need to put in these processes yet. I'll build them as I go. And right. then you don't have time to build them as you go. So it keeps getting 
less and less efficient as you continue to grow. Um, your point, Brittany, that's very true. I think um, people who have smaller teams, maybe like to the business owners who basically do everything themselves, mm-hmm. um, I think it's uh, it's like a fallacy, right? Oh, why do I need to create processes if I'm doing everything? I know everything. Right. Um, but then like you're saying, Kathleen, um, if you don't have um, like the, the busy um, kind of, type of transactions that you don't have like a hundred doors yet you have a smaller portfolio it's it's like that's when you want to start using your free time to think up ways to be more efficient create processes make sure your forms are in order versus doing that once you have the doors it's like chicken or the egg right 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 and and the other thing too that a lot of times people because they just kind of jump into it they don't even think about what their pricing is going to be Right. Right. And that realtor friend comes to them. Will you manage my? Okay, And then they kind of do it uber cheap and then they start bringing on more doors. And pretty soon, you know, they have 25, 30 doors, 50 doors, but they're managing all of them at like really low, low, low value. And they start realizing that because they haven't thought things through. Um, and they've taken properties willy nilly, right? So, you know, if you want to be profitable, <laughs> you need to set yourself up to be profitable from the get go. You need to price the different services that you have. Um, I'm a big believer in monetizing what you do. I'm not a believer in, you know, I have one coaching client now that all of her pricing's flat fee. Oh my God, there's no way she's she's profitable. Right. Right. And so we finally converted everything to a percentage. And that was a real eye opener because she has clients that are literally at four percent. That's why you aren't making any money. And why when you get a focus all your time on the sale because you Mm -hmm. make your commission, yet you're not able to grow the property management site. So when you have a flat fee, you think, oh, at a hundred bucks or seventy-five bucks or whatever you set that flat fee at right? That eventually once I get X number of doors, I'll be bringing in a set amount of money. But if you're raising- At that rent point, so you're just covering gas. Yeah, exactly. Not even nowadays, right? <laughs> right. So the whole conversation is when you change that flat fee to a percentage, now it's on paper in your face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I say is, okay, in, increase it. Then people are scared they're going to lose clients. And I'm like, well, you know what? this is why you're feeling frustrated and this is why you're feeling undervalued, right? So in addition to setting your prices kind of from the get-go and or maybe you started out that way, okay, you didn't know better, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You do the exercise of converting things to a percentage of the rent and you see where you're at. The other thing I see that people do is they'll say, okay, for, for X percentage, I'll do everything. I think that's a really horrible way to go personally, because that does not communicate to the property owner all the things that you do for them beyond just collecting the rent and putting the tenant in there. Right. So I'm a big believer that you monetize everything you do so that they see the value of it. Right. Um, But people need to be really clear with. Uh, kind of justification isn't the right word, but if you are providing value, you have to attach a price tag to that. Otherwise people aren't going to value what you do. And then they start expecting that you do 
more and more and more. Why? Because you haven't set your boundaries and you haven't set your expectations for what you do for that fee, right? Or for that owner, or when they ask, hey, can you do this? Yes, I can, but I do charge X amount if you want mm -hmm. me to do that. So if you're going to run a, a true business versus a hobby or doing a favor for a friend or, you know, oh, well, I'm learning and I shouldn't get paid to learn. I'm sorry, you probably know way more than the owner does. OK, mm -hmm. so don't devalue yourself that way. You have years of experience in real estate or you got your real estate license. There's a reason that you're attracted to doing property management. You go to conferences, you take classes. That's valuable. And I think sometimes people just don't always see it that way. Feeling is if, if you don't have a profitable business um, and you're not comfortable with increasing your rates or, you know, the idea of just doubling your doors, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen that at conferences a lot. There's been a real push on doubling your doors. Um, yes, you can increase your bottom line and the money that you make by bringing on more doors. I'm not going to say that's not a, a good approach. Mm -hmm. But I think before you go out and start doubling your doors, you know, if you're already at a hundred, um, take what you have and, and really try to maximize what you can get from your portfolio. And even if you're small, set up what all the different services are that you want to offer and then go out and build your business. And I know in marketing, it's always better, a lot, especially for new people, they tend to think that they need to market, they need to take the whole state that they're in, or this huge county, mm -hmm. right? And I always tell people, no, 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 you have to go more niche, mm -hmm. right? Don't do the shotgun approach, because it's way too broad. Go mm -hmm. really specific, and you can always expand. So even your territory, Pick what neighborhoods you want to do property management in or what town, and then you can expand from there um, as you grow. But it'll be easier for you to manage, especially if it's just you starting out in a concentrated area versus having to drive all over Silicon Valley because you have properties everywhere, right? That's not time efficient. That's what I also meant by like time management and efficiency, right? So be very intentional about the properties you take on and those that you manage. And if you don't have an in-house maintenance company, maybe you swap out those properties that take a ton of maintenance for properties that take less maintenance and you earn a higher commission. If you have an in-house maintenance company, maybe the focus is on taking on properties that need to be kind of rehabbed and brought up because that's going to be a big revenue stream for you. But guess what? You already have that department in place to support it, right? So it's just thinking through who you want to serve. I think you can never go wrong when you know who your ideal client is um, and you know who you serve is key and you focus on that target market exceptionally. Mm -hmm. Then you can expand from there. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think there's this um, misleading thought that 
um, oh, it's just a door grab in the beginning. Like when you're starting out, you should focus on um, getting market share because a lot of big companies do that. They lose money just to get, get market share. And once they have the market, that's when they can make incremental increases to their pricing, changing their pricing model, stuff like that. But for small businesses, sometimes it doesn't make sense, especially for no. service businesses, because things creep in right you think oh f- you know a flat fee couple hundred dollars because you know basically this i only need to touch the property so and so times per month because it's an easy tenant but like guess what um things like the overhead on um like the accounting the paperwork keeps in mm-hmm. and then you have to um you know kind of follow the same pricing structure for new owners you bring in and they may not be as easy as the first owner. The, the tenants may not be as easy. And then, you know, you multiply that with like a hundred doors and then it's hard to really know, like, am I making money? Like when, when does the market grab end? Right. It, it's kind of hard to put a stop to that, like bleed and like, let's and then you're underwater. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, what I tell, you know, how I look at that is, you know, I came out of Silicon Valley early in my career. I worked worked in the software industry. I saw all kinds of venture capital money pouring in, right? Mm-hmm. And then that company would be gone in three years, right? Like they gobbled up all the venture capital money. They never were profitable, um, and then they were gone. That's a very very different marketplace. That's a very different playground to be in. Okay, but for the average property manager, and I know people, you know, with all the automation that's happening and so forth. Yes, even small businesses can take advantage of that, but it's going to cost. So you you pay for your software, you pay for the keyless showings, you pay for you know other different automations and things that comes out of your bottom line, right? Even if it's just you doing it. And even if you hire virtual assistants, you're still having to manage them. So it's your time and you're still paying for help. So I think for people starting out that typically are doing everything themselves, there is a room for it, right? But this is, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a a, a, a prospective coaching client come to me and we did a couple calls together and they uh, were based up in Marin, okay? And this person wanted to open up a property management company at Marin. Well, you know, Marin's very high end. You can easily have properties, you know, rent for six to $10,000 a month, okay? It's a, a very high end community. And this person wanted to go in, like you were saying, being the lowest in the marketplace to grab market share. Mm-hmm. And this person told me what they wanted to charge. And I'm like, okay, in coaching, typically I don't tell people no, um, unless I know they're outright breaking the law or something, or it's against fair housing. But in this situation, I just said, no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Here is what that means to you. And because they were new, they just didn't know how to think about what they Mm -hmm. were proposing, right? I said, maybe if your business was in San Francisco and you want to come in, because there's a lot of competition there, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But if you're talking Marin, what if you saw a Ferrari for sale for $10,000? What would your first thought be, right? And this person said, well, there was something wrong with it. I go, bingo. 
you are coming into this marketplace as an expert. You don't want to price yourself so low that people aren't going to call you because they think there's something wrong with you, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have to price yourself according to the marketplace where you're doing your business as well. I'm a huge believer there will always be room and plenty of room for the small business owner, whether it's you as an individual or you have a small office, you have a team, because real estate is all about relationships and it's all about location, location, location. And guess what? That's what Zillow found out the hard way, right? They went in wanting to buy up a bunch of properties and they thought they could flip it and sell it. And then they're getting out of that business because they realize, what did they say? We couldn't predict the, the pricing. Uh, yeah, it's not an algorithm that you can create and it's going to be the same across the United States. Real estate is so local and especially with property management because the home that you inherited grandma's house and you're keeping it as a rental, you have all kinds of feelings and emotions attached to that piece of property, right? The very first condo you bought as a single person before you got married. Now you keep it as a rental, same thing. So with property management, people have feelings attached to the properties, right? Um, unless they're an outright investor, that's just, you know, buying things up. But the majority of people, I think of all the clients I managed for, I had about 110 owners and 250 doors. It was properties that they owned and bought as their you know, circumstances mm -hmm. changed and they grew. So there's always going to be a place for that. But it's really instrumental when you're starting a business to get your foundation in place to really think about, you know, you have to have a plan. You have to be able to work your plan and you have to really think about what your pricing and service is going to be at the get-go so you're not unwinding it after the fact. Like my client who's had to kind of unwind that flat fee structure and now go have that conversation with their owners, um, which now is actually a really good time with inflation. People understand that prices are going up. Yeah. And yeah. I said, you know, your clients aren't going to leave you. They know and love you. And they're probably, you know, realizing that at some point in time, you're going to increase your rates. Um, they're not going to hold that against you. Um, if anything, they're probably going to say, well, I knew it was going to happen eventually. And this person has never raised her rates mm -hmm. in wow. seven years, has never raised oh. her rates. Yeah, never. And so I think just doing that conversion from flat fee to a percentage to see what she's really getting from the property was like a huge eye opener for her because it was, you know, validation or in your face, wow, this is definitely why I'm not making money. These people are only paying 4%. This person's paying 5.1%. And this, I mean, you know, so I think when you're thinking about starting a business, it's really important to make sure that you put in place um, reasonable pricing competitive pricing and not try to just be the cheapest in the market because that will backfire on you <laughs> big time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing is um, some of the levers that a property management business owner can use or play around with when it comes to being more profitable year round are things like pricing, um, nailing down who they serve, where they serve, um, and also being smarter about where they spend their time 
creating ways to be more efficient. Um, and so in light of that, I know that um, in January, you are launching this um, webinar around the three keys to generate revenue all year round, where you'll go deeper into these things and actually, you know, how it looks like um, for a business. Can you talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. So thank you for allowing me to um, introduce that. Um, yeah. So the three areas that I'll be talking about in the, the free webinar is um, planning, how to perform, and then your profits. And so under the planning, one of the areas that we're going to talk about is just your operational log logistics, right? Um, and we've already talked about how most PMs um, in the beginning just kind of wing it, right? Um, so we need to have a plan for your marketing and your operations and your plan for how you onboard owners and how are you going to market and get your name out there. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. If anything, I'm always telling people simplify, simplify. I think people overcomplicate things <laughs> way too much, you know, just keep it simple because then you'll do it right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the performance side, um, talking about, um, what is your why for wanting to have a property management business and just accepting, you know, a client that says, will you manage my property? And you go, oh, okay, that's not a why. And that's not a strong enough reason for having a property management business. Mm -hmm. um, and along with that is the mindset. So we'll be talking about the mindset that you need to have for when things are going to get tough and bumpy and difficult and hard. Um, and it will. I mean, when you are a business owner, you you are doing everything right. And there will be challenges that come up, I think. And I've heard this. Well, I know <laughs> I've heard this from many of my coaching clients, too, especially those that do sales and then want to expand into property management, which I get because, you know, the past couple of years have been hard. The inventory has been so tight. Right. So they are wanting to expand into property management. And, and we go through and we get them all set up in their department. And then what they say to me is they go, oh, my God, property management is way harder than sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as a broker, you have people out there doing it. And you might provide a transaction coordinator, but you don't have to have you know, um, monthly accounting and reconciliation and money that goes to owners and um, managing employees and all that sort of stuff. It's when you run a property management business, you are running a full blown business. OK, yeah. you're not just an independent contractor getting a listing every now and then. Right. So it is a lot harder. Right. Um, and then the profit talking about the profit side of things when we are one key way to know if you are profitable or not is it's kind of you know if you're not an analytical person um is your gut will tell you you'll start feeling one unappreciated you'll have the feeling that i'm not making any money i'm just spinning my wheels i'm doing all this work um you're going to start to feel resentful to your owners um, and that they're taking time away from you doing sales and really earning money, right? Or you're just gonna get tired of all the complaints because let's face it, property management is all about solving problems, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Why do tenants call us, you know, it's typically for a maintenance issue or, you know, we have to call the owner and ask for money or get permission to repair something or to approve a new tenant or whatever. Um, 
So when we are profitable, it's a validation that we're doing something right. And that validation um, allows us to not only provide for our family, our future, our community, right? So it's not a bad thing. And my feeling is if, if people are uncomfortable with being profitable, and there's a whole separate mindset around that, right? That people have about money and asking for money and talking about pricing and services and all of that. But if, if you don't have the commitment to having a profitable business, then I would argue that maybe being an entrepreneur isn't for you. You would probably be better off doing a nine to five job um, where you get paid, you have company benefits and so forth. And then at the end of the day, you walk away. You don't have all the responsibility and liability on your shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that mindset and a really strong why for what you're doing is what's going to keep you going. Um, and it's not just good enough to, you know, take on a property for a friend mm -hmm. or a realtor or somebody like that, because that's, there is no why there <laughs> to keep you going when the tough gets going, right? So those are some of the areas that we'll cover in the webinar um, or the training on things to think about. And, and the intent of it is to help clarify for people at the end um, of the training. These are all the different pieces to creating your own company. This is kind of what's involved. It'll give people clarity around if that's something they really want to do before they make the investment. I've had people come to me that have literally gone out on a whim and bought property management franchise and they're paying all this money every single month for their the, the location, the farm area that they purchased. And then they have to pay a certain amount for advertising and marketing and, and so forth. Um, and I had one woman that, you know, came to me for coaching to help her do what she needed to do. And she also did sales. And but I think she was so all over the place that it was really sad, like, you know, even just making our coaching calls half the time she'd cancel and, you know, so forth. And so after a couple months, she called me up and she goes, I had to pull the plug on the franchise. My bank account is at zero. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars and I still don't have one client. And so, you know, I, for me, it's really sad when I hear people that have expended a lot of time and energy. And again, this person probably had the fallacy that, oh, property management's going to be easy. I've done sales for years. Property management's going to be so easy. So, this webinar will allow people to get a sense of really what's involved. Mm -hmm. And if they want to do it, this is what you need to do in the beginning. Um, and so it should give some clarity. And even if, you know, they, I'm going to be launching a, a actual course on how to do this, but even if they decide not to move forward with the course, they will walk away at the end of that free training with a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, some bonuses and some other things, you know, for just showing up to it um, that will help them if they're kind of dipping their toe into thinking about doing property management. That's wonderful. Yeah. What it sounds like is uh, this free webinar will kind of show people why property management is not a sprint, but more like a marathon. Mm -hmm. um, and then based on that, they can kind of sanity check like, 
am I ready for a marathon? And if mm-hmm. yes, um, you mentioned something about you have um, an actual course that talks about how to start a company. But at least before you get into the race, you if you know you're getting into a marathon, you're, you kind of prepare a different way than if you're preparing for a sprint. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and, you know, I did my own property management and my rentals for years before I became a professional. And I tried it on for size. I tell people this all the time when they call, oh, I got my real estate license. You know, I want to start my own company. What should I do? And I go, do you have any experience in it? And they're like, no, but I want the consistent income. And I go, okay, this is my piece of advice to you. (laughs) Before you go out and buy a franchise or before you, you make that leap of faith and you just do it, go work for somebody. Find a property management company in your area that has a good reputation. Go work for them for six months or a year, you're going to know pretty quickly whether this is what you want to do. And at least then you're, if you decide to move forward, you've educated yourself and you're making an educated leap of faith and versus, you know, that poor lady in, you know, New York that just leaped and she hadn't done any research. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so for me, when I went to try it on for size, um, so I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it for other people, being a control person, a lot of property managers are control people. Um, you know what it's like for yourself because you own the property. But when you're managing for someone else, you don't own the property. So, you know, do you have the skill set of being a good negotiator? Are you, you know, able to kind of, are you an exceptional communicator being able to convince that owner why they need to make XYZ decision, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went and worked for somebody and I knew Within 30 days, I had found my tribe. I remember I was over the moon. I loved it. I loved everything about it. So when I had the opportunity to to move into acquiring a portfolio from somebody that was looking to retire, and it was a big investment, right? My eyes were wide open. I was confident in plopping down the money um, and jumping in and doing it professionally because I loved everything about it. And then from day one, I had a really strong why, like why I was buying that business, right? Um, and and so this training is to allow people to become more educated so that their, their eyes are wide open. And if they love property management as much as I do, I mean, property management has been such a fabulous career for me. It's been so good to me. Um, and I never wanted to do sales. I loved property management. Right. And I still do. And so it can be a fantastic career. I just want you to to be educated and then make that informed decision of, yes, this is what I want to do. Right. Whether you do sales and then you have a property management division or you just decide you want to go straight for property management, whatever it is, you're still going to walk away at the end of the training with like really good tips on what to do, how to set it up. Um, the overall thought process that you need to go through. Um, so I, you know, I think for people it's valuable. Um, it's free. And then if they decide, yeah, I really do want to take it to the next step, then I actually will be launching a seven week course um, the very end of January that will finish up March 18th. And um, each Each week, there's a different module that will kind of drop and we'll talk about different aspects and walk people through 
um, exactly what they need to do. So at the end of seven weeks, they're ready to open their doors for business. Mm-hmm. So that's the intent of it. And and it's a goal that I've had since 2009. I've been teaching a variation of this at the local um, colleges. And way back when I um, actually uh, contacted my website guy and asked him what would it cost to develop an online course. And technology wasn't really there. And it was so exorbitant. I'm like, oh, my God, how many courses would I have to sell to just pay for the development of them? So it sat on the shelf. I just kept teaching the course live. And then through my coaching, it's been really refined. You know, um, it's a definite step-by-step process that you can follow and replicate and grow with. And um, so I, I... in my one-on-one coaching, I love working with people, but you're trading your time, right? There's only so many people I can work with. And the reality is for those newbies that don't have any clients, they can't always afford me. And right. I feel bad. I feel terrible that I'm not able to help them in that one-on-one way. And um, then they're going to go off and try to figure it out on their own. And then they get some clients and then they come back to me. And now we're unwinding stuff that they right. did because they didn't know any better. And I just feel terrible. You know, I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart. I want people to be successful from the get go. So that's where, you know, with the technology we have today in the online teaching platforms and things, it seemed like the right time to finally make this online course happen because it's, can be very affordable for people now to get all the information and get the handouts and the step-by-step process. And then each week I'll be live to answer people's questions and provide support. So it's not like they're taking the course and they're just on their own, right? You know, I'm with them every step of the way. Um, so I'm excited about this. Um, I'm I'm hoping, and, it, and it's especially good for my international clients where sometimes it's difficult for us to line up our time zones. <laughs> and so, you know, I have a few clients I'm doing super early in the morning, which is like way in the late in the evening for them right. to try to make it work. Right. So for me, the ability to serve and help more people at a price point that people can afford, um, that guides them every step of the way is what I'm really excited to be able to offer people. And I'll make the invitation to people that take the, the webinar. Um, if people want to sign up for the training, do you mind if I give a plug of where they can go Please. to register? Go ahead. So they can go to PM done, right? So PM and they can register for the webinar. Um, there's three different dates there towards the end of January and different times. So hopefully there will be something there that'll be able to suit most people. Um, and I really love to see people there and get the feedback on, you know, um, that training and what they think of it. And then um, at the end of the training, I'll make the invitation to those that might be ready to kind of take it to the next step and actually start a company. Um, and so I fear the beginning of the year is the busiest time of year for me in my coaching. People, mm-hmm. I get inundated with requests of, okay, it's the new year. I'm all motivated. I want to start my company this year. Right. So that's why I'm kind of doing everything right at the beginning of the year. And then people will be prepped when they open their doors at the end of, you know, the uh, 60 days. Um, to go into springtime, summertime, and hopefully be able to really start um, adding that additional rev- revenue stream 
to an already existing business they may have if they're a realtor. Um, and or if they're a true newbie, then now they have time to start building their business and getting ready for the busy season. I love that. This is a really wonderful opportunity for people who are thinking of getting into property management, whether they're completely new or they've kind of dabbled a little bit um, and now planning to pursue it full time. So, And I get even very seasoned property mm -hmm. managers that will come to me. They understand the property management side, but they don't know what to do to set up the business. Oh, right. They don't understand yeah. the business side of things, the pieces, the, you know, the accounting, the bank account, you know, they, they just don't understand how to put those things together, mm. um, even though they have a, a good foundation and how to manage. Right. So, yes, it's primarily newer people to the field, but it doesn't have to be. You know, there's plenty of people Great. that have been doing property management for a long time, and now they're finally ready. Maybe they got their broker's license, mm -hmm. and now they're ready to go off on their own, you know, um, and I love that, too. So it's the webinar is really for anybody, and the course can support um, wherever you're coming from in your journey to, you know, starting a property management business. Yeah, that's awesome. So they may not know what they don't know, and it's a free webinar. Exactly. So why not go to it? And one thing I even like that you mentioned, you didn't necessarily mention this, but one takeaway I had for, for the newbies or people that are thinking of entering, even if they go to this webinar and maybe they realize, hmm, this may not be what I thought I was getting myself into, there will still be, it sounds like, just some a lot of good takeaways just for business, best business practices in general that they'll be able to leverage if they don't decide to move forward with property management. Right. And, you know, I'm okay if people decide that, you know, property management's not for them. Isn't it better to get educated a little bit before you go off? You know, and I've had coaching clients too where, you know, I had one client that was an investor and he loved doing the deals and buying the properties and, and he'd acquired quite a bit and he thought, well, and he was managing his own. Well, guess what? Word got out to other investors and they were going to him saying, hey, would you manage our mm -hmm. investments too? And so he thought, okay, you know, maybe I need to start a legit company, which is why he came to me and we get into it and, and we're putting everything in place. And then I could tell by just my calls with him, his voice was like so down, like his energy was just like so low. And I was like, okay, so let's get real here. You thought you wanted to add on property management, but what really gets you going? And so he told me the things that he loved to do. And none of that was property management. And I said, so you shouldn't be doing property management then. And part of it is when people start down the path and they feel like they can't back out. They feel like, oh, I've already invested so much time and energy. I need to keep doing it. No, guess what, people? The beautiful thing of being a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, this is a, a little takeaway here. You make a decision today. If the decision isn't leading you where you want to go or giving you what you want in return from it, guess what? You just make a different decision tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
You are never, ever, ever married to that one decision. So with this one person, once he kind of realized that, no, he really hated property management, then we said, okay, then what are we going to do? So we ended up pivoting and he found a property management company in the county over that was really good. He had so many doors. He did a deal with them and said, expand into my area and become my exclusive property manager and I'll continue to bring investors to you. Mm. Right. And that's what these people did. And the day that he signed the contract with that property management company, he sent me an email. He was so excited. Woohoo! Right. He wasn't doing property management anymore. So it's okay to realize that maybe that's not for you. Because the one thing I've learned over the years is the personality characteristics of very successful property managers is 180 degrees opposite the personality characteristics of highly profitable, successful sales agents or investors. They are completely opposite. So it makes sense to me that when you have a high producing salesperson and they start taking on a few doors for their clients because they want to serve their clients, but they really hate doing the property management, I get it. It's not it's not their skill set. It's completely opposite what they love to do, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't mean that you can't be involved in property management. We just need to talk about if, if you want to do that, how are you going to go about doing that then, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting for those people that jump into it and then feel like they made the commitment and they have to stick with it. No, you can just, you change your mind, you make a different decision the next day, right? You're never going to be married to any one decision. Yeah, I, I love uh, putting that into context because the thinking that I already put in a lot of time into this. I have to continue. It's like, guess what? Then if you continue, you have to invest even more and more and more time. Right. So if you just right. stop it now, then it's like a contained, you know, amount of damage. And then you can move on with your life. You have the power. Yeah, and or you decide maybe you're not the one to run it. And you go out and you find a broker of record or a really seasoned mm. property manager to come in and do it because, you want to have the consistent cash flow. So nothing in life. The other thing that I always find very interesting in human nature, we tend to always think black and white, all or nothing. Mm -hmm. But where do we all live? We all live in the gray. We all live in between, right? So if you want to have that consistent cash flow or you have a real estate company that's well known and you want to be able to offer that service, of property management to your clients. Well, you can, it just may not be you as the person that's gonna run the whole thing. So what do we need to do? How do you set it up, right? That's great. Well, thank you so much, Kathleen, as always for, you know, showering us with a lot of insights on basically anything property management. Um, really appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me on and letting me kind of plug my my training coming up and, and my class. Um, I just want to get it out to as many people out there that may be thinking about doing property management and not knowing necessarily where to start. So, um, yeah, head on over to pmdoneright.com and that'd be the first place to start. Just register for the free training. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathleen. <sighs>